That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. Some people get their kicks stomping on a dream, but I don't let it, let it get me down. 'Cause this fine old world it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn, and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing: each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I tell you, I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, baby. But my heart just ain't gonna buy it. And if I didn't think it was worth one single try, I'd jump right on a big bird and then I'd fly. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn, and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing: each time I. I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and die. My, Final curtain, my friend. I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway and more. Much more than this, I did it my way. Regrets, I've had a few. Pompey, Pompey. But then again, 
to mention I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption I planned each charted course each careful step along the byway and more much more than this I did it my way yes there were times I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew but through it to you. Top of the morning to you, ass family. Oh, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, we are peeling potatoes left and right here at the state's compound. Don't you know? 
Yeah, all right. That's all my Irish that you're going to get right now. Uh, yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. There you go. Wear some green if you go out. Have some fun today. Drink some green drinks. Is it still, I don't know. You can't really pinch anybody if they don't wear green anymore. That's a form of sexual harassment or harassment or harassment. I don't know how you say it. Don't care anymore either. But, yes, it is St. Patrick's Day, and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. It's also, by the way, half Half, half, Arnie, half, half, there you go, today is my half birthday, six months from today, I will be turning the big 5-0, pump day, pump day, pump day, no, no, my, my birthday's on a Friday, today is hump day, that, that's a Friday, you know, I gotta say that you try to process it again. Okay, got that handled. Okay. For years, I thought harass was two words. Yeah, so did I. Harass. But no, it's not. Uh, So today, March 17th. Now, Tommy was on the show yesterday. There's a lot of reasons I had Tommy on the show yesterday. Number one, Tommy's awesome on the show. He's fantastic to have in. He was great yesterday, and I, I appreciate him. I didn't tell him until after the show was over. Uh, I had him on the show yesterday. Uh, I needed somebody in the studio with me yesterday. Yesterday was the four-year anniversary. I don't know if it's necessarily an anniversary. Uh, but since I lost my dad. And I needed somebody to help me get through the show, and Tommy did. And uh, I will say that I was in quite the funk after the show. I've been in quite the funk since then. Now, you know, look, I'm doing a full show today. I'm in a great mood. Don't worry about it. I am going to take Thursday and Friday off to clear this, to get it out. This is just the, the, the hard time of year for me. I will get through it. I, I, I know I'm not going to drink or do anything like that. Uh, I have an awesome support staff. I, and... and I just, I, I think I need to take a couple days, kind of reset the rockets and, and, and get through this. But but we are working today. Don't worry. I got a show planned for today. And it's a fun show. I've even got a top 10 for you to start working on. We're not going to get to this for a while. Now, I would say until the last segment of the show, we're not going to get to this. I want you to think of your top 10 toys of all time. Toys. Because there's, there's a story about how we played with such dangerous shit growing up. The kids today are not playing with the same toys we played with. Because we're far more superior than the kids are today. So I want you to think about that. Your top ten toys of all time. Now, like I said, we're not going to get to that for quite some time. By the way, I do have my NCAA bracket filled out. The NCAA starts tomorrow. If anybody was wondering... This is my final four in the, uh, is that the, the east, uh, the south, and midwest. That final four bracket, I have Baylor and Houston. And in the other bracket, 
the is that the 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 west and the east. I don't know how that's possible, but okay. The west and the east. There's no north represented at all. Uh, the west and the east. I have Gonzaga against Texas. So my final four includes three teams from uh, the, the state of Texas, two of which from the Big 12. My final game uh, is Texas against Baylor. Final score, 68-63. Your national champions this year in basketball will be a team from Texas. And, yes, it will be that team from Texas. There it is. Get ready for this. That Monday before the Masters. Can't wait. Opening day of baseball. Can't wait. April 5th. I'll be in Arlington. I'll be at the Rangers game. So there you go. I can't print it and say it. But there you are. Longhorns, national champions. And then the football team will do the same thing in Steve Sarkeesian's first year. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's get to the good mornings here. I haven't done that. Uh, Braddy Kid, first one here. Shocking. Shocking. Braddy's first one here. Uh... Morning uh, and happy half birthday. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes, if you haven't seen all the pictures yet, I walked into an office full of balloons this morning. Yes, my, my office floor was completely covered in balloons. And my big, bad, mean dog, you know, that 180-pound fucking ferocious dog that's probably banned in some areas? Yeah, he's afraid of balloons. Another old kick to the junk there. Thanks, Bubba. He's afraid of balloons. This dog is a pussy. He actually barked at a balloon this morning. Jesus. But thank you for all the balloons that you put up, Braddy Kid. I appreciate that. Uh, Andrew says happy hump day. Well, right back hump at you. Day. Hump day. Hump day. And happy half birthday, Arnie. Appreciate that. Douglas says good morning, uh, ass family. Happy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, Arnie, thanks for doing what you do. Happy ass hump day. Well, thank you, Straight Fire. I appreciate hump that. Day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, let's see. Dave Co says, good morning. Can I get a hump day, hump day, hump day? Well, yes, you can. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Alicia says, happy hump day, ass family. All uh, right. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Uh, love that you start the morning with some dropkick Murphys. Well, you got to play some Irish music in there. I mean, come on. You got to. Uh, wait, I thought we were drinking green beers today. We could be. I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, we all know that your favorite toy is Brady. <laughs> uh, my dog is afraid of balloons, too. Yeah, it's sad. It's very, very sad that my dog, a French Mastiff, the entire movie Turner and Hooch was a farce. That dog was not scary or mean at all. It didn't hold anybody by the throat. 
Probably over wetting itself in the damn corner. Bubba's like Ferdinand the Bull, a big pussy. But unlike Ferdinand, Bubba will not have a moment. Oh, look, a robber's coming in. Ooh, what's that shiny thing in his hand? Oh, it's a knife. Oh, okay. Let's go hit my dad with it a bunch. That's exactly what Bubba would do. Exactly what he would do. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's see. I didn't start the show yet because I, I did my bra- basketball brackets, right? We had to talk about that. Anything else we got to talk about? Uh, taking Thursday and Friday off this week. Talked about that. Uh, he's so exhausted he passed out on my bed. He's out because he's so scared. He won't even walk. I, I had to get all the balloons out of my office. And I didn't want to, you know, cause a lot of noise, so I kind of pushed most of them out. I did pop a few of them because I just got frustrated. So now the whole, like, entryway of the house is covered in balloons. Bubba's not going anywhere near that. It's like a lava to him. Big fucking puss. Uh, good morning, Zach. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Good to see that you're out there. Hopefully everybody had a good Tuesday. You're having a great Wednesday so far. Um... All right, lots and lots to talk about today on the show. Like I said, get, start working on your top ten greatest toys. We do have a, a You Make the Call today, and lots and lots of celebrity fucking news today. Lots of celebrity news. But first, it has finally happened. I mean, we can finally say this right now. No, not that. It's been scheduled. Our current president, Joe Biden, has said that he will hold his first full press conference one week from tomorrow. The longest of any president in the last hundred years. He has gone 64 days without addressing the media. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. And you goddamn right that I will play this next week. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this out there. All questions will definitely be screened. I, I, I'm, I, it, I, I'm just saying it right now. Right now, I, I I know. I'm just telling you, there is no way. Uh, oh, Zach, you missed it. Wondering how far our horns will go. I made the. I I, I filled out my bracket. Uh, it was right before I guess you got here. I have them taking on Baylor in the national title game and winning 68-63. They say that the president has taken questions informally from the press. Uh, Yeah, not really. No, not really. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, this might be, this might be appointment television. If, 
if by chance, this will be appointment television, if there's no pre-screening going on. Yeah, if they have screening of the questions and Joe knows exactly what's coming, this is not going to be worth the shit. But if Joe has to scrape and look for answers, oh, I, I hope this is the Democratic Party walking him to the plank. That's what I hope this is. Uh, Alicia says he won't have to answer any hard questions. Fuck, if Jen Pasucki has to have her questions given to her before press conference, then of course they'll do that for him. I think there will be some media members that do, CNN, of course, because they want to continue to get access. I think this is where we find out. <laughs> I agree with Tommy. I think Joe Biden will be out on the podium shirt cocking it. Uh, this is where we find out how corrupt our media actually is. And I know that, that we all say and we all know how corrupt that they are. But this is going to be such a telling time for the media in this country. First of all, if they allow the screening of the questions, that's not, that, that, that's not journalism right there. That is not journalism at all. That, that's weak bullshit. And by the way, if they take it easy on him, that's weak bullshit too. Yeah, let him do an e- Yeah, fuck. They don't even recognize new Newsmax, Cowboys girl. No, shit. There's no way they'd ever be on Newsmax. I don't even think Newsmax is granted press credentials to get into the White House. I would be surprised if they are. It reminds me of an episode of that 70s show where Red got to ask the president a question and then was told what question he was to ask. The question was, what's your favorite pie flavor? I, I took the damn you're a dumbass out. I replaced it with the hiccups. Damn it. Oh. You big dummy. I'll just replace it with Fred. I mean, honestly, can you imagine the shitstorm that next Thursday could be with the immigrants, okay? With uh, economic fallout from the coronavirus, from the coronavirus itself. And this report that's coming out that I'm going to do next, that Biden's tax increase is going to bankrupt your savings. They have nothing but ammo to use. And let's see, let, let's see how, let's see if they have any stones. Let's see if uh, any of them have any stones. I'm here to tell you that CNN does not have stones. Fox News, I think, is still let in there because they have to be let in there. Let's see if they, they ask any questions. Should ask him about what he's going to do with all the kids in cages. Ask him if he hates black people and foreigners. Ah, oh, he, 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 that that then Tough Joe would come out. Come on, you know Tough Joe would come out after that. 
Uh, eat here. Come on, man. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Come on, man. Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside mm -hmm. for the next three months at, at a minimum. Every governor yep. should mandate, every governor should mandate mandatory mask wearing. Mm-hmm. That was, that was him running. Uh, Mike Wallace isn't, oh, let's see. Zach just texted. Mike, uh, Obama never got a hard question in eight years. Biden won't either. Mike Wallace isn't walking uh, through the door to ask any real questions. No, and that's the sad part, is that every once in a while, they would challenge. That's back when Fox News, I, I'll say this right now. That's back when Fox News had teeth. Hangtown Jen, good morning to you. How are you? Um, Fox News was Fox News back then. They were they represented the the right. I was going to say the white, but that would have been wrong. But they were representing the right, and they did ask some hard questions to him. It, he would find a way. See, this is the thing: is that Obama was asked hard questions. Obama was smooth, though. Obama was completely smooth. Oh, shit. Ready, kid. Okay. You think Fox is sending what's-her-name to ask the questions? Kaylee McEnany? Oh, that would be fantastic. I'd be appointment watching TV then. She takes out her notebook, and she starts asking questions from there. They, they're going to shut her down. No, but this press conference next week, yeah, I, I have no hope for Fox to ask any really tough questions. I hope somebody from one of these networks finally grows a fucking pair of balls and does something journalistic. I know. I'm, I'm pissing in the wind right now. I'm completely pissing in the wind. This is going to be a 14-minute press conference where they ask him, how's living in the White House, Joe? Is Dr. Jill, uh, is, she, is she doing okay? Is she, is, she, uh, is she growing accustomed to the new area? What's her big stance going to be about? As first lady. What was your first meal as the president, Mr. President? No, those are the questions he's going to get. It's not Fox News anymore. It's the Pussy Willow Network. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I guarantee you that Hannity, uh, let me just say it this way. I guarantee. The Hannity and uh, fucking, what, what's the other guy? Tucker, Tucker Cross, they are just waiting for their contracts to end. They are gone. That is not the same Fox News. See, the problem is that when the tough questions came to Obama, he could slip his way through it. He was smooth, and you couldn't question him on it. Why? Because he was black. That's the end. Sorry, it, I, I'm not going any further than that. Yeah, that, that was the simple truth that was given to us from day one when he was in office. If you question him, you're a racist. So you didn't question him. 
You don't have that anymore. You don't have that anymore. Oh, if OWN or, or Newsmax has anybody they can get in there, ask the tough question. I want somebody, I want somebody to get him mad. Come on, man. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And get that angry Joe. Get tough Joe to come out. Because that's what we all love to see. We love to see Joe from Scranton. That's what we want. It's like he's Frankenstein. Or, or, or you know, like, like the werewolf. That's, that's more what he's like. He's more like the werewolf. Or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Whichever one you want to put in there. I don't know. There's a lot of different characters you can use. But, but when that line is crossed and Tough Joe comes out, Boy, there's a guy right there. That, that, that's the guy who wears the leather coat and wears the aviators. That's Tough Joe from Scranton. Shitty politician still, but at least he thinks he's tough. He's, that, he's the rich kid who had the tough friends. That was Joe. Joe could fucking start a fight and not even throw a punch. 16 people would be arrested, not Joe. Joe walks away from it. That's how smooth Joe used to be. Joe doesn't have that anymore. So now when tough guy Joe comes out, nothing but glory follows after that. Because he was tough guy Joe when he was talking about, you know, wiping the hair down on his legs and loving having kids on his lap. How many times will he mention Scranton? Uh, or mask or unify in the press conference. When we get closer, we'll go through all that. We'll we'll have a little, uh, we might do a little Arnie bingo. Or we we fill out the squares, and you can win if he says all this kind of stuff. Fauci's name will be on. Yeah, you know what, let's plan on that next week. The uh, Biden bingo. Biden... Bingo. Now I got to watch the goddamn thing. What will he say at presser? Okay. Can't make it too long because you know Joe ain't going to be up there for more than 10 minutes. All right. But finally, yes. Uh, by the way, uh, longest president ever since uh, W. Bush. But W. Bush, remember, they were holding up. W. Bush went 30, it looks like 32 days, 33 days possibly. Joe Biden went 64. Obama was 21. Clinton was not even 10. H.W. was about a week. Reagan, same. Carter, a little bit longer. Why would you wait for 64 days to address the nation's reporters? I don't understand. Unless you're trying to hide something. Is that what it is? Is it this story that you're trying to hide? The headline that says Biden's tax increases? will damage your life savings? I, I, really? 
really. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, I, I get a correct mundo. Correct the mundo. Biden is hiding something. Okay. Wow, I got one. So what is it that he's hiding? What doesn't he want to get? Uh, it, but I mean, there's so many things. That, the tax issues. Now, okay, uh, Iran, China, Hunter, 25th Amendment. I, I mean, there's so many things that he could be hiding from. Vaccinations. That's the question I would ask you. I'd have my hand up in the press conference. Uh, yes, heavy set fell. Yes, Arnie State from the Arnie State Show. Uh, Mr. President, uh, quick question. You were on a CNN show with Anderson Cooper, and you told him that there wasn't even a vaccine in place when you took office. Did you forget taking the vaccine both times before you even took office? Because you had your second vaccine nine days before you took office. What possessed you to say that there was no vaccine? Now, granted, I will be escorted out because I've asked a a legit question to his mental capacity. That, no, I did not submit. The question that I would submit to them would be, how have your first uh, few days in the Oval Office been? Been something shit like that. Because that's the one that Jen Psaki, who I don't think she's ever done any kind of, like, press work before. And if she has, she's fucking miserable at it. Not just because she circles back to things, but she doesn't know how to talk to people. Kaylee McEnany, not only hot as fucking hell, but she knew how to keep that room. She knew how to keep control of that room. Jen Psaki, she's dog shit. That bitch tries to tell me to sit down or something. Oh, I'm going off. Uh, Zach says his handlers will try to do everything possible uh, to cover his ass. There will be no questions on Hunter. See, that's not a real press conference. If they can't ask questions about Hunter, then it's not a real press conference. This is the United States media talking to the president of the United States of America. There shouldn't be anything off the table. I call her Kaylee McHottie. Okay, I like that. Uh, Mr. President, are you going to get a first puppy? <laughs> Mr. President, oh, God, I want the story to come out. You, you guys heard the story, right, last week? Please, dear God, let it come out. Let this come out. Please, 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 God. That Joe Biden, who has two German shepherds, right, and they're both rescue dogs, and he's been, oh, way to go, Joe, way to go. Right, We heard the story last week that one of the dogs bit one of the Secret Service members. Please, dear God, let that Secret Service member be black. 
Oh, how fucking awesome would that be? How awesome would that be? Joe Biden's dog is racist. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, I want to see if a White House staffer bit by dog. Uh, dog bites man at the White House. Okay, here we go. Uh, bad dog. Collective scolding directed at Major, the youngest of the Bidens, who, uh, with a member of the White House security. The dog Monday was surprised by an unfamiliar person who reacted in a way that resulted in a minor injury. Uh, what, what, what was this guy's name? Uh, both dogs have been shipped back to undergo, I guess, <laughs> undergo race training. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to say it right now. The person that Joe Biden's dog bit was black. I'm just putting it out there. Jim Pisaki worked for John Kerry. Eight out of college. He worked for CNN during Trump's presidency. She's fucking terrible. That, that gal is awful. I don't know how you hire her, because she has no handle on how to carry a room whatsoever. See, she's a bad broadcaster. You know how I tell you guys all the time? Like with police, there are bad police out there. There are bad people in radio. There are bad people in broadcasting. Look at all the CNN. Bad. Look at all the Fox. Bad. I would like to find hungry journalists out there that don't follow their ideology when it comes to breaking down a story. That's what I would like to hire. I would like to hire competent men and women to report the actual news. And to do that, you see, you're going to have to actually work a whole lot harder because you just can't give the, the, the talking points of whatever party you represent. I would like to see men and women of the media be held accountable for their actions like they used to be. I would like to see them break the news story because that is their job. Their job is not to protect the president because they have the same ideology. That's not the media's job. The media's job is to report to us what is happening in the world, the truth. Not this misguided bullshit that's out there. From both sides. From every side. Aren't you tired of living in a world where you can't turn on the news and actually trust it? And this goes further than any kind of quick mailman bit or or weatherman bit that I could do about trusting the weather. Because you can't. 
Nobody told me that a gigantic typhoon was blowing through this morning at 5.30. And it takes a lot to wake me up. And that shit woke me up. Nothing was said about it. Why can't we get anchors and reporters to do their jobs? How about we get the watchdog group that's in charge of television and radio and get them to do their job rather than crash down on double entendre wiener jokes that some radio host is telling because his audience wants to hear that? How about instead of going after him, You go after news reporters that do nothing but speculate and cause panic and mistrust issues in the future. Why not go after them? I know, Kale, you're laughing at me. Ha ha, report the actual news. And then we, in return, we the people, I'll laugh at this, We have to then listen to the actual news. The actual news is boring. I have been watching the news since I can remember having a television in front of me. I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, good old Edna. And Edna didn't watch any fucking, she never watched any uh, soap operas. She hated those. She liked game shows. She loved sports. She didn't like football that much, but that's because she was a racist. Uh, She loved baseball. And she loved the news. She was fascinated by the news. And maybe that's where I got it, because there was always news on. Didn't really watch the the Merv Griffin show. She liked Lawrence Welk and Hee Haw, and I appreciated the Hee Haw part of her. But we always had the news on. So I've been watching the news since I can remember watching the news and paying attention to it. And this is why I'm somewhat adequate at the job that I've had my entire adult life is because I do pay attention to this stuff. And I'll tell you exactly when the news, when, when news changed was when they finally realized they could make a profit on it. The news industry was not a money-making industry. Newspapers, television stations, you had a lot more uh, ways of getting ad revenue. So local TV news, but national news, they didn't have what they have today because there wasn't a way to make a profit on it, because nobody wanted to buy advertising on the news. Wait, did you just say Grandma Edna was racist? Uh, Tad bit, yeah, a little bit. I love her. I I can't say that she wasn't. Bigot on so many levels. She wouldn't walk on the same side of the street as as a little person, as she would call him a, a goddamn midget. I looked up the arrival about the dog bite. It says the name of Major's victim is unknown. How is it possible that reporters don't know the name of the person they got bit? I claim they know his name and who he is, 
But because he's black, they are not going to tell us his name. Yep, I'm going to go with that, Dave Co. Joe Biden, not only is he a racist, you know, because black kids and stuff like that are just as good as the the, the poor kids. I mean, white kids. Are, 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 you, you know what I mean. If you have any problem voting for Joe Biden, then you ain't black. By the way, these are all racist statements that nobody called him out for. We called him out, sure. Please let his dog be racist. Please just let it be that. I don't want his dog to be actually racist. I just want the person to be bit. That I And I don't want black people bitten by dogs all the time, just in this case. Oh, that'd be so funny. Oh, my God. Please let it come out. Please let that come out. Why couldn't it have been Kamala that the dog bit? That'd be even funnier. I'd probably be pissing my pants still. This whole idea with the media, I don't know why I've gone on this junket, because I know nothing's going to change. I'm hoping. Hope in one hand, shit in the other. See which one gets full first. I'm hoping that there are younger journalists out there who are actually what we would call hungry. That want to make a name for themselves. There aren't. Yet. So in this upcoming press conference, the president, and by the way, I I think the exact same when it's the other party in charge too. In the right, they don't go after the president. That's not, I don't want a media like that. I want a media who is, because we have seen how powerful the media is. Joe Biden owes this presidency to the media. For A, not coming after him, for not campaigning and not doing shit, and B, for completely eviscerating his opponent. He won. I'll go a step further than Tommy. I won't call him the the shitbag in office of the President of the United States. He he he's he's our president. I, I have to say it. And he won. I'm not going to say the words fair and square after that because I, I don't believe that. But okay, he won. He's the president. Now let's treat him the same that we treated the last guy. I dare you. This feeble old man couldn't take it. Tax reform president Grover Norquist. So this guy's a guy who knows about tax reform. If he's the president of tax reform in this country, he's going to know everything there is to know about tax reform. And he has come out and said that Biden administration's new tax plan will damage American families' lifetime Savings. Once again, you guys, you guys, I, I hate it, but 
Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. I, I, I need that on an earlier one. I, I told that's what I need. Okay, so let's go to uh, page one here. Which buttons don't I use? That man, I use a lot on page one. Oh, I can't do page one. How about this one? Okay, I can get rid of that one. Mm-hmm. I thought that last week. Oh, there we go. I, I don't play that one very often. Hold on, I got to get this up there. I told you so. There we go. Make sure it fits in there. Okay. And, uh, well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Really? His tax plan is going to hurt your savings, your life savings. This is crazy. Uh, so that guy, the, the tax reform president, Grover Norquist says, 53% 53% of American families have a 401k or an IRA. All their life savings is going to be damaged by Biden's tax increase on the corporate income tax. He wants to take it up higher than China's corporate income tax. He wants to double the tax on capital gains, bringing it to about 44%, which is close to where it was when Jimmy Carter was president and the economy was collapsing. <laughs> Straight Fire says, love the dickhole told you so. I, It's fantastic. It's perfect. It is perfect. Douglas says, Joe doesn't fucking care about the common man. Oops, I mean person. Is Joe going to be the next Jimmy? I don't think he's going to be given the time to be Jimmy. I honestly don't. He's got everything in place for him. And I think he would be worse. I just don't think he's going to make it all four years. Yeah, straight fire. I, I'm so glad you sent that to me. So I, I can't say thank you enough for that. That was uh, that was a fantastic find. Because I've been I wanted to find one of those. I told you so. I mean, I could have done the I told you so. I could I could have got the old Randy Travis song. But this is so much better. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. I mean, that that's just perfect. So there you go. Get ready for that. Can't wait to see what that is. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, all those corporations that moved back to America four years ago, uh, see you later. Bon voyage. Avidar saying adios. Ching chong. Uka, aka, aka, uka. I'm saying goodbye in all these languages where these places are moving, you see. Is this going to be the ebb and flow for the next four to eight year cycles? Is this what it's going to be? Businesses move out of the country. Then somebody comes in and and cuts the taxes down for four or eight years and businesses come back to this country. And then yeah, we got tax the corporations again. Corporations move out of this country. Is, is that the cycle? Is, is this all we do? 
Are we just a dog following its tail the whole time? Uh, and this is why I was so opposed to the stimulus checks. We didn't, uh, as a people, get to vote vote it. Yet they can just raise taxes. Sure, it's mainly affecting big business, but that affects the will trickle down. Yes. Ah, good morning, Hot Mama. How are you? Did you have a good girls weekend last weekend? I meant to ask you that earlier. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. The trickle down. Look, all these people want to say, go after the rich. Go after the rich. The rich are so bad. Okay. Hey, I knew somebody that was allegedly rich. And by the content of that person's character, yes, I will say that person was a scumbag. They weren't a scumbag because they had money. They weren't a scumbag because they worked hard. They worked hard and they accrued a lot of money and they knew how to invest. That didn't make them a scumbag. They would have been a scumbag without the fucking money. So take the the evil rich people out of it. If you go after and tax the rich, then why would the rich even continue to do business? If you're going to overtax them and it's going to cost them too much money, well, then they will close that business. They would rather make no money than to lose money. See, they're they're, they're smart that way. They don't have this thing called pride getting in the way because they know what it takes. And there's nothing wrong with pride. If you can work it out and you can save your business, then good for you. But these people have so much money that it's not worth their time to do that. So when they close business down, what happens? Does that affect them? No. Well, they're still going to be able to make their bills. They're going to be making their nut, but all those people that work for them in this place that they just closed, well, they don't have jobs now. And depending on how high you go up, that could start to affect hundreds, of, if not thousands of people by overtaxing the wealthy. Tommy had it great yesterday, the luxury tax. You want to buy a Ferrari? Fuck you. Here you go. I, I, I wanted to go one step further. How about if we just pay a 5%? Let, let's have a flat tax. How about this? If the government wants the money so bad, we propose a flat tax, 5%, and then put the luxury tax in place. And now everybody has skin in the game. Some people have more skin in the game, but they did that on their own by going out and purchasing uh, a, a yacht. Okay, the, the, the tax on that's going to be outrageous. They could have chose not to get that and get a, a, a regular boat and pay a smaller, but they chose that. Why? Because that's what they wanted. They got to pay more for it. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Uh, Warbird, top of the morning to you. Ah, faith and begara to you, Warbird. I hope that you have a great St. Patrick's Day down on Wells. Are they are they opening up Wells today uh, in 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 Reno for St. Patrick's Day? Is is it somewhat open? Uh, I saw a news segment where Tommy Lauren talked to people around where the pipeline was shut down. 
and screwed a lot of business around these towns. Well, I, all you got to do is look for one place. Here's a, here's, a, here's a great place to look. Look up Cape Canaveral, Florida. Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe in the last five years. Cape Canaveral, you're like, well, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that's where, that's where NASA used to be. Cape Canaveral was a thriving community. And once NASA got shut down, the community's pretty much tumbleweeds now. And it didn't take very long. It happened during the Obama administration when he stopped NASA. By the way, I didn't have a problem with that. I, I, I was fine. Okay. Look, they've started up the space program again. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm never going to know what they're fucking doing. Uh, but he turned it into a ghost town. And that was in like two years. These places where this pipeline has been shut down, those places are going to be ghost towns for another 50, 60 years. Unless somebody smart comes into office in the next four years and says, turn those fucking pipelines back on. I mean, honestly, let, let, let's take a look at this pipeline idea. The pipeline, which is built underground, and they don't leak. So you, you got that going for you. So the environment is safe. It's underground. Nobody's being harmed by it. Rapscallion's closed. Seal closed. Guess I'm drinking at Filthy McNasty's. Like closed for good or just closed because of coronavirus? Closed meaning out of business. Rapscallion went out of business? Holy shit. Wow, that's crazy. Man, that, that's something. That is something right there. Uh, business will start to not trust America. If some average Joe will come in and fuck shit up and make it not safe place to do business. It, it, Looking at this pipeline, someone who dedicated more than $200 million to his campaign, Joe Biden's campaign, $200 million. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That guy's name is Warren Buffett. And he wanted Biden to get elected. Why? Because $200 million was a small price to pay to get Biden to shut down that pipeline. So now Warren Buffett's trains can now track the oil that the pipeline would have used. But now they're going to be on train tracks. Not high-speed train tracks, just regular train tracks. And that is so good for the economy with the way that, that trains run on coal. Or what happens, God forbid, that there's an accident and oops-a-daisy, oil spill. I know. Thank God we closed that pipeline. 
I mean, if that is not one hand washing another, I don't know what is. Warren Buffett stands to make billions on all that oil that's being shipped. $200 million was like, fuck, okay. Adam J., buenos dias, amigo. How are you, my friend? Oh, the toughest fish in the world, Mitch McConnell. Says he'll be a 100-car pileup if the Dems nuke the filibuster as progressives clamor to annex the rule. So, so Mitch McConnell's talking all tough right now. I want our colleagues to imagine a world where every single task, every one of them, requires a physical quorum. Which, by the way, the vice president does not count in determining a quorum. This chaos would not open up an express lane for liberal change. The Senate would be more like a hundred-car pileup, nothing moving. You, you know, is, is this something that's being adopted now in Washington? Tough Mitch McConnell is coming out. I, I wouldn't take Mitch McConnell seriously if he was on fire. Most of them run on diesel electric, but you are right. Uh, okay, I, I look. I don't. I don't know. I I just thought I thought they still run on coal. But you're if you're right, I was just trying to make a point about the crashing aspect of it because what it's been what. I, I say it's been what, which means it'll happen in the next two days and Amtrak will crash. And we want bullet trains. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Argument written, command, protect a filibuster. Need relented. My, I'm already out to stand there. That's how McConnell talks. He talks like this. Mr. McConnell couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. No, Mitch McConnell. Look, Mitch McConnell is a, he is the, the epitome of a queef. If you look at him, he looks like a fish, probably smells like a fish. He's talking all tough. Hey, Mitch, shut up. Nobody takes you seriously. I mean, I mean, that's the thing that Mitch McConnell needs to realize is that nobody takes that motherfucker serious. Speaking of nobody that we take serious, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, I guess he stepped in it. And by the way, I'm glad somebody's calling this guy out. This is what I'm talking about. Gavin Newsom is facing criticism for trying to save face after he appeared to throw Senator Dianne Feinstein under the bus this week when he pledged to appoint a black woman to fill her Senate seat should she step down. Christine Pelosi a former executive for the state Democratic Party, shocking, called it very bad look for Newsom, who she hinted was attempting to defend himself against a recall effort to force him uh, from office. 
She goes on to say, you don't have to like Dianne Feinstein to see that pushing her out uh, elected position for a black woman appointment uh, that you could have made there was an actual vacancy to win a recall to push you out of your elected position is a very bad look. By the way, can, can I just, can I throw this out there? Diane Feinstein has not even talked about it yet. She needs to. She's in her 90s. She should step down. And now he has to appoint somebody there. Did he finally appoint somebody to the uh, the Indian Giants position? Number one, you know, knob gobbler of the, the office. That he's going to put in a black woman. Well, well, what if there's a black man that's more qualified for the job? What, what about a Hispanic woman? What about an Asian woman? I know, I know there's no way you'll put a white in there because that would just be fucking terrible. By the way, you doing that, you saying that, I would just like to point this out. It's racist! This is, I, 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 did it, did, did I sleep too long? Did I hit my head too hard? Did I fall down recently? When you say that you're going to appoint somebody to something based on the color of their skin. That is racism. That, that, that is what we would call 100%. Guaranteed. Ah, guaranteed. Racist. If he wants to be noble, he should replace himself with a black woman. That's funny. That's great. I don't like senators getting appointed by the governor. Shouldn't there be a special election? Some states there are. It depends on the state. California, I do believe they leave it to the governor. So you'd have to change the state constitution for that. He should appoint the person that's most fucking qualified. Well, once again... Correct the mundo! But I will tell you this right now. Get ready for when he finally does. I'll just play this. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Just telling you. Oh, he's, he's appointing a black woman. Hopefully he can hit the he can hit the 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 mega. He hires a black woman who's a lesbian, transgendered, handicap. Bam. So she was a man turned into a woman, black, still loves women, so she identifies as a lesbian. And she's handicapped. Boom. That covers everything. That person right there is the most qualified person in America for any job. Any job out there. Minus pe- penis model. You, you, you have to have a penis to be a penis model. It's a, it's, it's a, tough, it's a tough racket. Glad they don't do this with heart surgeons. Oh, just wait. 
So, yes, any job now in America. Like, I, I would imagine that the, the HR departments have a picture of this unicorn on their wall. Hire this immediately. Even though there are things you learn about this person that you can't ask in an interview. Like, what are you, as a, are you gay or straight? You can't ask that. No, no. You really can't ask if you're black or white either, but I think they can tell. Uh, didn't you know it's not okay to be non-racist, but ha- uh, but you have to actively be anti-racist? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Kale, fuck that noise. I have given up trying to prove I'm not racist. I really don't care if people want to label me anymore. Those who know me know the truth. That's the way you have to be. Douglas, congratulations to you. I don't give a fuck what people want to say about me. Oh, that only states he's racist. Okay, if you know me, then you'll know that's not true. And, and, and that's all I care about. I don't care about somebody I don't know calling me a name. Like, I'm trying to get into a fight with these fucking weird-haired kids on fucking TikTok. I, t- I told the one that has the weird shit in his hair, looks like french fries or used tampons in his hair. I commented on one of his posts. I said, I heard your music. Are you ready for your collection of name tags and hairnets for your future? They're fucking awful. Do other birds tell seagulls they're not racist for flying with crows? No, not that I don't speak bird. Straight fire, that's a great question. I do not speak bird. Otherwise, I would have the answer for you. For the sitting governor of, a, of one of the biggest states in the country, the most populous state in the country, to come out and say, I am going to replace Dianne Feinstein with a, wo- a black woman. Are you kidding me? That's fucked. By the way, not what Martin Luther King Jr. wanted. I will say this. If he has a list of candidates, and it happens to be that this black woman is at the top of the list when it comes to things and appoints her, hey, more power. But... but, that's already washed away now. Whatever this black woman he hires has accomplished, nobody gives a shit. Because he's come out and said that he'll just hire a black woman that's in there. <clears throat> Straight fire, that's a good point about the birds. And then Douglas goes, racism is for the birds. <laughs> so there you go. That's your governor, people. Good God. 
Is this the actual? Hold on, let's see. Let's see. Is this okay, we are out of time. Out of time. Out of time. I have to go to a break, but I have to. This is a yes or no answer that you could give me. Yeah. Uh, if, if in fact Diane Feinstein uh, were to retire, uh, will you nominate an African American woman um, to restore the seat that Kamala Harris is no longer in the United? It just went away. That was weird. That was very strange. Hold on, see. Go through this one more time. Okay, we are out of time, out of time, out of time. I have to go to a break, but I have to. This is a yes or no answer that you could give me. Yeah. Uh, if, in fact, Dianne Feinstein uh, were to retire, uh, will you nominate an African American woman um, to restore the seat that Kamala Harris is no longer in the United States? I guess it's in. It just ends there. That's weird. He said yes. He said, well, we have some people that we're looking at, but yes. So fucking stupid. So stupid. Now, look, if you if you thought that was dumb, well, guess what? I, I, I saved the best for the very end of the segment. You guys working on your top ten toys yet? Democratic senator and dumb fuck from Rhode Island, Sheldon Whitehouse, called on the new Attorney General, Merrick Garland, to examine the FBI's fake investigation into sexual assault allegations against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The, the, wait, wait, wait. Which fake investigation? Was it the first time when he was just a federal judge? Was it the second investigation when he first got nominated for the Supreme Court? Was it the third or was it the fourth right before they had him in front of Congress? Which one, which investigation are they saying was fake? The investigation where the FBI didn't find anybody to corroborate this woman's story because the story is fiction? By the way, if they found him to be innocent on all charges, which they did, which means nothing happened, why wasn't she charged with treason? Lying to an FBI agent is a federal crime. It is felonious. She not only lied to the FBI, she committed perjury in Congress. What does Sheldon Whitehouse have against Brett Kavanaugh? I know that we haven't started talking about, you know, stacking the court yet, which I imagine they're waiting a a couple months for that to start doing.
Brett Kavanaugh proved it. I mean, that he wasn't going to be controlled by the president by not going along with half the lawsuits that the president put up after the election happened. <laughs> I couldn't respond earlier, but when you said Grandma Edna was racist, that makes me like her more. I'm not racist, but my grandma sure as hell was. I don't know why, but I find it endearing when very old people are outwardly racist. It's fine. Well, it's, it, it is because that's the way we used to be. Oh, my grandma. Oh, goddamn. Fucking Edna. Jesus Christ. She was fucking terrible. Oh, she had a bad mouth. Wow, did she. Yes, but lying to the American people is standard operating procedure and completely forgive. Oh, absolutely, Tim. Totally. You can yeah, yeah. By the way, let's let's just let's just go through this. Put the shoe on the other foot. Well, if this is a Democrat that nominated somebody for a fucking seat and then all of a sudden Republicans get this letter out of the blue, woozy doozy. Oh wow, that Supreme Court justice fucking sexually assaulted me by keeping me in a room. No, he didn't finger bang me. No, there was no kissing. There was no petting. Oh, didn't there was no penetration. No, no kissing. No, none of that. He he didn't touch me. He just had me in a room. Hmm. Remember, this is the same FBI that didn't find anything. Didn't find anybody that knew about the fucking party. Brett Kavanaugh just knew that he went to a lot of parties because the motherfucker liked to drink beer. Yeah, I, I, Douglas, thank you. You're going after Brett Kavanaugh again for doing something when he was 15 years old by drinking beer and being at a house party? Well, instead of that, how about we have the FBI do exactly what Douglas says? How about we look into Andrew Cuomo? I don't know, maybe for the sexual accusations, maybe the fact that he's killed more old people. He He's in Hitler numbers. Well, not really Hitler. Andrew Cuomo is going to kill more people than the flu kills this year. By the way, no flu cases in Great Britain so far this flu season. Just would like to point that out. Zero. Congratulations, Donald Trump, for eradicating the flu. Wherever his presidential library is up there, I hope that's that's mentioned somewhere. I don't think there's a university that would take his... I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, it won't be NYU. That's for fucking sure. All right, so this senator is wasting time in office again, trying to go after Brett Kavanaugh. Now, finally. Oh, man, this happened a couple days ago, and I'm I'm just saying get ready. I think it's finally going to happen. And this is the lawsuit that I have been waiting for since they legalized gay marriage. 
Uh, gay Catholics who hope Pope Francis' recent comments that homosexual people have the right to be in a family would soften the long-standing bias against them. The Vatican uh, latest edict came out and said the priests cannot bless same-sex marriages because they cannot bless sin. So what they're saying is is that the Catholic faith, this is at the Vatican. This was the Pope. It's saying that being a homosexual, this is is the Catholics. This isn't Arnie State show. This isn't Arnie States. This is the Catholic Church saying homosexuality is a sin. Um, does the church have the power to give the blessing to unions of persons of the same sex? And the response was no. I'm sure Trump's presidential library would be required by law to do once is out of office will end up being in Florida. Oh, okay. Hey, that's a good call, Kale. <laughs> but the priest can touch boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the the lawsuit that I have been waiting on for years and years, I think it happens now, after this edict came down. I'll be a gay Catholic couple. It can be two guys, it can be two girls. I don't care what whatever you want to make them. And they're in love. And they want to get married. And they've been members of this church since they were five years old, let's say. They've been going to this Catholic church. They go to mass. They do everything. They want to get married there, where they met. Nothing more romantic than that. Church says, nope, sorry, can't marry you. We, We can't give our blessing. Can't do it. The lawsuit's going to happen to where gay people who have the right to be married, well, I did, the law is in their favor. Nobody has the right to be married. That's something we got to clear up real quick. Nobody has the There's no such thing as the right to be married. No matter what your wife tells you. Uh but the law states that two, two men can marry each other. The law states two women can marry each other. So it will be their rights going up against the church's rights. Gay couple wants to get married in a Catholic church. Catholic church won't do it. Supreme Court time. And I ask, let's say this goes to the Supreme Court. Who? You got okay. A real quick celebrity ass death match. This one here. Who you got between same sex couples and the church? Do the same sex couples quote unquote rights to get married in the church forego that uh, or or top the fact that the church's belief system, you know, their freedom of religion, is in question? What happens? Do they get married in the church or does the church win? 
Kale says, pretty sure churches are listed in the First Amendment along with a few other things. Well, Lisa says, if you're Catholic and gay, this shouldn't be a shock. Separation of church and state. I was raised Catholic. I don't practice anymore. I'm not happy with how the church operates, but their doctrines are their doctrines. Church, I pray, wins. Oh, so do I. Oh, man, so do I. I don't think it does, though, not in this day and age. Uh, as the resident Catholic of the Ass family, there is no possible way for this policy to ever change. Even if the Pope himself doesn't agree with the policy, he would still have to uphold what's the Bible, what's in the Bible. Well, and that's the big story right now is that the church came out and the, the Vatican ruled on this. They cannot bless anything that they deem a sin. Church wins. In a logical world, the church wins, but we li- now live in a world with irrational, spoiled brats. I want to force compliance. Yeah, Andrew, you're right. That's where I stand on this because it's a no-brainer that the church should win. And it shouldn't even make it to as far as the Supreme Court. It's like these goddamn bakeries that wouldn't bake you a cake because you were gay. Go to a different fucking bakery for fuck's sake. But we don't want to. This is our day. We want to be married here. And by God, we are going to be married here. The laws of the land say we have the exact same opportunity that a straight couple does. Well, you don't, though. Not in the eyes of the church. Sorry, you don't even make it to the Supreme Court in my world. Gay mafia isn't as strong as it was, as it was. The trans took over, yeah? The fairy godfather. (laughs) Uh, What if the couples are both trannies, one's male to female and the other one's female to male? They're technically straight, aren't they? Yeah, okay. If if you want to say so. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You can't pose those questions on me. There's too many moving parts there. Here's a novel idea. Start up a church that is Catholic light and just allow gay marriage. Hey, there you go. That's not the same. We want to be married in our church. See, Andrew, 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 Andrew. Andrew. I agree with you. That's that's using your brain, you see. That's using logic and common sense. This isn't about that. This is about feelings, okay? Logic and common sense should rule the world. It doesn't. These people want to be married here, and they're going to be married here. Otherwise, there is going to be hell to pay. That's the attitude people have. They are going to get their way. They have been dissed so badly. I don't know by who. The world that we live in, yeah, they look, not every day is a sunny, great day. Not every day do you get your way. I would say that living in the 2020s is a whole lot better than, let's say, I don't know, 1955. I'll say for a whole race of people, it's a whole lot better. And don't give me the bullshit. Oh, things haven't changed. 
motherfucker, please. So don't go talking about your hardships and uh, uh, th- th- this whole idea. I was gay in school. Fuck, it's been okay to be gay in fucking high school now for the last 20 years. I wouldn't call it straight, but some would. Anything other than a couple with one man and one woman is queer. Yeah, okay, you can call them that. So they fit into the the letters then. Uh, That's right, I forgot. I'm supposed to think with my dick, not my brain. No, not even your dick, your heart. I'll tell you this right now. Your dick thinks a lot better than your damn heart does. You have to think with your heart how you're being dissed here, and you're not going to take it. You're going to stand up to the Catholic Church. That's the part that I, I that 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 makes me kind of laugh on the inside. And hey, I, I have nothing but respect for these people. They're trying to they're they're trying to fucking move a mountain. This couple. I, I hey, good for them. They're gonna fall flat on their ass because this is two people taking on what probably is the most powerful corporation in all the world. Aren't they still the biggest landowner in the world? And I'm talking about the Catholic Church. Now, I'm not going to say anything ill towards the Catholic Church because I have nothing but good things to say about all churches. If that's the way you choose to believe, more power to you. I'm happy that you have found something. Do I agree with their teachings? Probably not, but that's not for me. I found my own s- certain ways of being taught that, hey, that's the way I want to go. You want to go Catholic? Good for you. More power to you. I find the people that go to the Catholic Church are funny and, and all the, the rigmarole they got to do, ten Hail Marys, five Our Fathers, all that kind of stuff. I find that stuff funny, but that's all the man-made stuff. I'm not dissing your religion at all. I, I, I think people's religion and what they believe in fascinates me. It, it truly does. It fascinates me to, to, to what degree, I don't know, but it just, it's just one of those things. And it fascinates me to the point where I don't care what they believe in. As long as they believe in something, I think that's pretty fucking awesome. That's what I think. Do I think they're right? I don't know. They could be. Do I think I'm right? I hope I am in my belief system. Nobody knows the truth. The, the day that I came up with that in my own head, when I sat down and thought about it one time, and I think it was like during my, 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 my time of deep depression that I sat and really thought about that. I'll never, ever tell anybody. They're wrong about their religion. I'll I'll never tell anybody they're wrong about their religion. Because I don't know. Nobody knows. 
faith is one of those things. Faith cannot be proven. Faith is a belief. And when you believe in something, that means you have faith in it. You don't need concrete evidence. Either you believe in it or you don't. If you're a person that needs concrete evidence, good for you. More power to you. I'm glad that you need that. I don't. I guess that makes me too trusting. Because who knows? Maybe we all turn into just dirt when we die. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the most powerful and the oldest, right next to the Mormons. Uh, church has its own city-state. I don't think the Muslims even have that. Uh, that's how I view the new gender rules. It, it's a faith that there are more than two. I agree. I'm all for believing in something. Just don't force me uh, into believing in it. And if you try to make me drink some Kool-Aid, and I might have something to say about how wrong your religion is. Yeah. Like if I check out your religion, I think this was the, this was probably the second coolest thing my dad ever did for me. The coolest thing he ever did for me was he never, ever gave me a hard time about drinking. He wanted me to make sure I found that on my own. When, uh, when my dad got sober, a lot of successful alcoholics would go through this. And by successful alcoholics, I mean people that have been in recovery for 20, 30 plus years of their life. My dad would be considered one of those people. He would never call himself, you know, successful because he, he would say it's a job every day. And he's right. But what they do, what I found out is, and because I did this, they throw themselves into something. They just exchange their addictions. My dad exchanged his alcohol addiction for the Bible and God, which he thought was a healthier addiction. I have no problem with that. No problem with that. If that's what he wanted to do, and, and, and he drugged me around with him because I was a kid. I had a problem with that, but I was a kid, so what am I going to say? But I got to learn a lot. But then I got to go through it myself. When I when I was, I, I I got big into working out. I got big into golf. And then I got big into pills. I'm gonna start playing golf. And then I got big into broadcasting again. So I'm addicted now to this broadcasting the way I'm doing it. Even though I'm taking the next two days off. If you didn't hear the beginning of the show. We're taking Thursday and Friday off this week. But they always throw themselves into something. And religion is a, a great one, but I, I got to learn about religion. I got to learn about the people. We went to different churches before he, he, he landed on the assemblies of God. We went to Catholic services, went to Church of Christ, which is weird. Went to a bunch of, you know, we, we didn't do any Mormon. I've been to a Mormon service. It's fine. He didn't take us to the snake handling, which pissed me off. We had a chance to go to snake handling. He didn't take me. Man, that'd been awesome. If I'd go to a snake handling church this Sunday, I'd go. So what you're saying is that golf was a gateway drug? That's all I heard? Well, it was, it was uh, let's see, alcohol led to working out. 
And then I was working out all the time and playing softball. So it was working out in softball after that. Really, really competitive softball. And then I was tired of, of getting hurt because I was getting older and, and, and the working out was starting to slow down. So then I started playing golf. And then once I found the golf bug, I was into that. And then I got hurt. I got hurt about four years in. Tore a ligament in my wrist and they gave me, oh, those so delicious Norcos. And, and then it was over. Then it was over. And then I started playing golf again. Now I got really, really good, and then I just quit because my dad died. Now I'm going to start playing again. My rescue club came yesterday. I got my irons coming. I'm looking forward to starting up that addiction again. Can't wait. Thank you, Braddy Kid. Uh, all right, we'll take a break here. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Lots and lots of entertainment shit coming up next. And then, remember, your top ten toys of all time. Top ten toys coming up today. I spent a lifetime looking for you Single bars and good time lovers were never true Playing a fool's game, hoping to win And telling those sweet lies and losing again
Her hands wrapped up in mine Tears rolling out of her eyes No messing with a made-up mind Some setting on goodbye Yeah, it's hard to believe It wasn't me trying to leave this town It ain't always a cowboy That ain't got a lot of hang around Ain't got no settle down in their boots Gone just what they Gilligan was going to be living in my front yard. Jesus Christ. Uh, it is the Arnie State Show. Thank you for being here. Uh, we are taking tomorrow and Friday off. 
to kind of, uh, you know, to, to, to recenter the machine, if you will. So, yeah, you got that going for you. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. If you're going to go out and party today, hey, nothing better than day drinking on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but be safe. Get an Uber, get a Lyft, get, get somebody to get you home. All right? And that, that's all I care about. Uh, you you want to th- drink green beer until your fucking green beer's coming out your ears? Good. Do it. Join the club. Have you a few Jameson shots today? There you go. Maybe get some of that proper 12 whiskey. I, I don't know. I've never had it. I'd be fine with some Jack Daniels and some Miller Lite today. As long as Miller Lite's green. I, 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 I used to always have to get green beer on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but, yes, today is that day. So, uh, if you're out and about, please wear green. Like I, I don't think you can pinch anybody anymore. I think that'd be sexual harassment or hair harassment or harassment. I, I don't know how you say the word. We, we figured out. We, we thought it was three words. Sexual harassment. Trying to get a hold of this. Uh, let's see, Irish car bomb, proper 12 properly sucks. I've heard that. I've heard people talk about how bad that is. The proper 12 stuff is terrible. There's a shocker. Uh, all right. And, and Douglas, you sent me the story. I, I saw the story about people that started a GoFundMe page for Prince Harry. What a bunch of dick bags. I, I, I mean, it's funny, but it's, of course you ain't going to take it. Now. A grim-faced Prince William emerged hours after uh, a friend of Meghan Markle revealed his unproductive phone call with Prince Harry. Oh, no. Now, this is the weird part. Okay, so, so how awful is that phone call back to Daddy and Big Brother? Uh, oh, blimey. Hey, guys, uh, did you see me on the telly? That is a phone call. Your daddy is going to be laying into you. And to say that there's some racist folks up in Buckingham Palace? Now, look, first of all, if you didn't think they are racist in Buckingham Palace, you better wake the fuck up, okay? I, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not an, do I think that they carried it out towards her? Let, let, let's let the investigation take place. I, I, in my mind, they're so proper, especially when it comes to that place. They're so proper there. Like, women actually do have to curtsy for the queen when they're in England. They actually do. Like, foreign women have to curtsy. So do I think that there are people that were giving Megan a hard time for being black? I have a hard time saying that it happened to her face. 
Now, do I think that there are are, are, are racists that live in Buckingham? Yes, 100%. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I wish I could have been on, like, one of the, the, the million phones they have in Buckingham Palace to hear this call. To hear how Harry's trying to explain, oh, what, what, what I meant was, what, what, what I tried, was trying to say. Oh, because they weren't having none of it. Uh, Blimey, by the way, Dad, can I have another 10 mil? You know, that's all that was. But here, this is the weird part of the, the headline. Gail King tells U.S. viewers couple told they uh, told her they want royals to speak out against racist press and claim they can prove everything. What are they proving? Are they proving that the press is racist in Great Britain? Now the the press. I I thought it was the people working in Buckingham Palace. Did I miss that? Usually I'm pretty sharp. I would know the difference between the entire press and the people that worked at... I believe it was the people that worked at Buckingham Palace that were the racists. Not the pressed press... Uh, who is this? Uh, the lady says the Sussex want the royals to intervene over false stories in British press, which have a racial slant. This king gives no examples of the story, and it comes after mail complains uh, to CBS for doctoring headlines. Miss King, who also is a close friend of Oprah, failed to give any examples of stories she was referring to, but added that Meghan has documents to back up everything that she said on Oprah's interview. What? That there's a, a racist slant on, on stories in Great Britain? By the way, it hey, America. I'm not talking to you ass family members. I'm talking to all you people in cubicles that are around this person that's listening right now. You know, the smart one in the office, unlike you dumb fucks. America is one of the least racist places in the entire world. Oh, you can laugh at me all you want. You can can be throwing stuff in that person's cubicle at my voice right now. (laughs) Ha ha, you missed, Jim. Jim, how's the trans surgery coming? You queef. Nope, that's going to cause an assault. Just go to Europe. Just go. Go to Australia. Go to any of these places. Go to South Africa. I'm sorry. South Africa. Go to the Middle East. See how they treat people that are different. Racism's racism's racism. Put an Iranian in the same room with somebody from Israel.
Didn't we already hear this with Corey Feldman? Shut up and show the proof. Amen. By the way, we never got the truth from Corey Feldman. Where's he been? Hopefully he's working on another album. Can can we just can, can can we just stop with just running right towards racist to handle all the problems? Can 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 we just stop that? Can we actually do a little bit of looking? Oh, he doesn't like that girl. Why is she a racist? Yes, yes, she's a racist. I I didn't describe you what what she looked like or why. She didn't like him at all. No, she doesn't like him because she's a racist. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Everybody calls racism out. Oh, the problem is the P- this is just like cheating. This is like when you're in a relationship with somebody and they always claim that you're cheating on them. And you know that you're not. And then you find out about a month later that once they started questioning you on that, that they had been cheating the entire time. Their own guilty conscience, and they're trying to call you out over it. That's exactly the same thing that's happening now with everybody who scream racist from the fucking hills. They don't want to look at themselves and go, well, I'm being racist for that. Because that's all it is. Having Coca-Cola come out last month and want their employees to be less white should have resulted in so many lawsuits against Coca-Cola They're lucky that I didn't work there. I would have called the ACLU immediately. Immediately. That didn't happen, though. Because we all sit back and we all believe in this bullshit privilege that we, quote, unquote, were given at birth. And then all of a sudden, this guilt surrounds us and goes, well, they matter really hard. They had slavery. How about the Jews? How about the Jews being enslaved? I'm not saying nobody had it hard. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But you can't oppress people to make up for it in the past. Can't be working on another album. He has finished his world tour from his first. This, this whole idea about, oh, they're racist, racist, racist. And for some reason, it's still, not, it's still not the boy who cried wolf. We haven't heard wolf too many times with the word racist. It's coming, though. By the way, it's coming. And let me tell you what happens when it comes. When it comes, and we're tired of hearing the word racist, and we blow you off in your comments. That's when the racist will come out. Because, they, hey, 
They ain't going anywhere. They ain't changing their minds. They ain't changing their hearts. They're going to wait till all this hoopla dies down around them, and then they're going to cause some problems. It is. We, we are just we are a dog wagging its own fucking tail, and we're just following it. I guess the way we're trying to change that is by changing history, by taking monuments and things down. That way we'll forget things like the Civil War ever happened. Being a white devil ain't all it's made out to be. No, it, it, that's the funny part about it is they think that, that us, uh, uh, us guilty, white, privileged have got it made. Shit. Oh, compared to you, totally. Yeah, to- totally compared to you. But we don't have it made by any means of imagination. All right. Now, now remember, this Prince William thing, it shot off in a whole other direction because the 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 or Prince Harry, Harry and Meghan, and Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan, British guy, British Good Morning Great Britain, whatever that TV show is, got so frustrated and so mad at that, them talking about these two former royals that he stormed off the set. Pretty much said, "Fuck you, I'm done, I'm out." Peace, bitch. Drop the mic. And then a friend of his named Sharon Osborne. Yay, Daddy. Oh, yay, Ozzy. Yay, Minnie. Look, look, Minnie. It's Piers. Piers Morgan. Yay, Piers. Oh, hello, Minnie. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Minnie, Minnie, Minnie. Sharon Osborne came out and said, hey, I'm going to stand up for my friend. He doesn't have to like that. He's a broadcaster. He can do what he wants to do. That's not exactly what she said. But she stood up for him because he's her friend. So the powers that be, all these powers that are are, are working in, 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 in what's her name's favor, Megan's favor, they got Sharon Osborne taken off, and, and they've taken the, the show The Talk and put it on hiatus because she stood up for him. Well, now it's going even further. Oh, it's getting ugly now. Now it's ugly. The Talk cancels upcoming shows as CBS begins to probe into Sharon Osbourne's defense of Piers Morgan. Oh. <laughs> Osborne shared an email she said was from Robinson Pete over the weekend. In an Instagram post, Osborne argues the note speaks for itself on the issue. In the email, Robinson Pete appears to suggest uh, the reason she was removed from the talk was down to Julie Chen, not Osborne. That came after Robinson Pete, who co-hosted the first season of the talk in 2010, had claimed Osborne got her fired for being, quote, too ghetto for the show. Osborne had launched into a passionate defense of Piers Morgan on Wednesday. One day after, she also tweeted her support for him. So, I, I mean, 
sorry, I got answers. Okay, I hope that's right. If not, I'll have to email him back. Uh, so, so they're going after Sharon Osbourne now. So it's not enough to take her off TV, but now we're going to assault her character because she stood up for her friend, Piers Morgan. How about that? Oh, by the way, that's not the only story that came out yesterday. Leah Remney has come out and is throwing Sharon Osbourne under the bus, saying that Sharon Osbourne called former colleague Julie Chin slanty eyes. And lesbian actress Sarah Gilbert, a pussy licker. During the show's first season, Osborne lashed out at her co-host because she was angry that Chin was reportedly trying to take center stage. She says, quote, I mean, who the fuck does Slanty Eyes think she is? She shouldn't be pillow talking with our boss. Leah Remney recalled Osborne say, saying at one point during the show's first season, uh, Osborne allegedly added Gilbert, why won't the pussy liquor do anything about the, the wonton? <laughs> and why won't the fish eater be a part of the discussion? She's the fucking executive producer. Yeah, Sharon, I got to say it, hon. I love you, but you're done. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, all because Sharon Osborne stood up for, for, for Piers Morgan. I mean, it's, and by the way, Sharon's going to be fine. Sharon will not give a flying fuck about any of this. Sharon has more money than God. Her husband's pretty much in bed all day. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She don't care. I, 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 in my heart of heart, I think Sharon probably said every one of those things. I ain't got a problem with it. I ain't got one single problem with it. I mean, I understand that people are going to be offended by calling Julie Chin slanty eyes and, and call it, calling Sarah Gilbert pussy eater. She does, or pussy liquor. That's what she does. Is it offensive to call Justin Verlander a right handed pitcher? No. That's what he does. So she's a pussy licker. That's what she does. But of course, of course, in this day and age of political correctness, and no, oh, can't upset the apple cart. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. 
Sharon Osbourne's done. You ain't gonna see her. She's like Chris, uh, uh, the 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 dude from The Bachelor. Chris Harrison. They're done. Done, son. By the way, none of these things that she allegedly has said has been proven. This is all what you would call hearsay. Unless you can sit down and actually prove Leah Rimney and Holly Robinson-Pete that that Sharon did say this, it's all hearsay, and this woman's going to be canceled over hearsay. Just remember that. Just remember that. Sharon Osbourne might not have said any of that. I know that's a long shot. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Paula Dean made it back? Not really. No, Paula Dean's not back. Not, no, not at all. Paula Dean is still kind of a punchline in some places. And I feel bad for her. She's doing fine, though. She don't need that. She's got her restaurant. Her restaurants are still going to be successful. Why? Because she's a good cook. People don't care what she says. If she's, if, if I, I don't care what the owner of a restaurant says about somebody. If their food is good, I want to eat there. So there you go. Now, I, I hope this next story has what is the reason why I grabbed the headline in there. Oh, uh, is this it? Okay, here we go. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> oh, dear God. I apologize. I apologize. Oh, dear God in heaven. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Are you ready? It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> Wendy Williams just burped and farted at the same time. She would, would that be would that be furped? Would that be barded? Wendy Williams proves once again she is a man. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Oh, her! I would have been on the fucking floor. She burped and she farted at the same time. Get her on a America's Got Talent. He barted. There you go, barted. Holy shit, that's hilarious. Well, guess what? We're keeping this sound effect forever now. Hold on. Let, let, let me let me put it in my file. Let me get this ready to go. I, I hope this records, not me. It's not recording. Why was it? Please. Did they take it down already? Oh, wait, here. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Oh, okay. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> God damn, that's so fantastic. That is so great. 
Where is this? Okay, let's see. Oh, I gotta stop. Stop recording. Uh huh. Let's see, file. Uh, export, yes. Uh, continue. Burp fart. Uh, let's go wave. Okay. I, I like that. Okay. Audio wave. Okay. I didn't get to announce it. Okay. That, hey, that's fine. That's fine and dandy. Oh, okay. Oh, send. Share. Share. Mail. Mail. Yes, mail. A. Who are A? Arnie states. That's me. Uh, barting, barted, send. Perfect, perfect. Put mail. There we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, hit this deal here. Don't save. No, I don't need to save that. Don't need to save that neither. All right, close that. All right. Yeah, put that next to the Los Angeles inwards. I mean, this is just too gold. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Oh, it's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> I, I think apologize. I got the I added pleasure oh, that I got to see it. She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Oh, oh, I would have been fucking dead. I would have been dead. Dead in that crowd. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, he needs to check his pants. Uh, I was 13 on a boat with my dad, sister, and friends when I sneezed and farted. My sister heard it and laughed so hard. She still tells the story. Yeah, I mean, this is Wendy Williams. If you didn't think she had a cock before, she got one now. Oops, I did it again. I I, I burped and shit my pants. Uh, And you can just see the disgust in her eyes. Like, she just wants to lose her shit. But maybe now, since she's off the cocaine, allegedly, this is why she was able to hold it together. So we could have this gem. Matter of time, she's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Oh, it's a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. She was on the verge. She chose so fast which way to go. Cause yeah, if you watch the video and it's it's worth watching. You can see that there is a chance that it could go the wrong way. And the wrong way would be her fucking getting mad and smashing shit and throwing shit and crying. Or she just fucking glosses over and keeps on going. I got to say, I think she chose wisely. But it's still delicious to have. Wendy Williams burping and farting at the same time. Awesome. Well, we we could uh, we could know why Deshaun Watson hasn't been traded yet. The Houston Texans quarterback not only has one of the biggest salaries in the NFL and hasn't proven anything. I don't know any quarterbacks like that. Oh, Dak Prescott, that's right. Uh, 
but he said he wanted out of Houston. And they tried all winter long to shop him. It doesn't look like he has many suitors. And it could be because a lawsuit has been filed against the Houston Texans quarterback alleging a sexual assault. Uh, attorney Tony Busby said that Watson receiving a massage from a female when the quarterback went too far. Oh, he wants to take her to a ride to Poundtown. And she just wants to stay in Soutersville. Busby, who are, boy, this is how you can tell you've got a great lawyer. Okay, if this guy's your lawyer, I hope you fire him. Mr. Busby, who originally announced the lawsuit in a Facebook post. Was it at least a Facebook Live? Or was it just one in passing? Hey, uh, today I'm filing charges against uh, Deshaun Watson. BRB. In a Facebook post? Oh, that's funny. Oh, is this the post? Oh, this is the post. It's a picture of Deshaun. I'm extremely proud to represent those who have uh, no perceived power against those who have perceived power. Things are changing in this country, in this great state, and in this great city. And I feel like it's for the better. For all of us, today we filed suit against Deshaun Watson. Too many times women have put up with behavior that we all know one should put up with. Should we all excuse for, for the famous? Should we all make excuses for the famous? Or those who hold special positions or quarterbacks or a local professional football team? I don't think so. All people are equal and deserve all equal dignity and respect. My dad was a butcher. My mother drove the school bus and worked the snack bar. Knowing what I know now, my mama had more dignity in her pinky finger than most executives or coaches or politicians or famous athletes have in their whole bodies. Well, what about lawyers? The case we just filed against Watson isn't about money. Uh, wait, hold on a sec. I can't get any further. Yeah. Yeah. Warning, warning. Yeah. It's about dignity and stopping behavior. Now, stay tuned for details. Let me say this. I'm a Marine. I'm not easily intimidated. If you have info or have been part of his, of this, contact my office. I mean, a lawyer posted that he filed a lawsuit on Facebook. Was was this before or after Homeroom let out? Who the fuck? 
If I'm this woman, I am fired. You let that out on Facebook? Did you not want to tell anybody? Is that why you put it there? You see, most attorneys who would have the, if you're saying, well, Arnie, what was he supposed to do? Well, I think you know what he was supposed to do. When a lawyer has a bombshell like this and they're dropping suit on one of the city's favorite sons, usually what you do is you call the press conference and you have the whole media show up. But instead, what was this guy, Busby, the, the Marine? God, thank you for your service, if you truly did serve. I'm calling into question. Uh, what a fucking dickhole. I would fire my attorney so fast. All right, I posted the lawsuit on Facebook. Come again? Did you do it? A, a, a TikTok video, too? Is there a vine of this somewhere? Can we Snapchat it together later? Was your MySpace closed? You filed a fucking lawsuit and talked about it on Facebook. This reminds me, the movie was on last night, and this is one thing that helped me laugh a little bit last night was Old School was on. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is the birthday party during old school where, where Vince Vaughn dresses up like the clown. The entire scene is fucking magical. Pretty much everything Will Ferrell does in that scene is great. But my favorite part of the entire scene is when they want to open up one gift, Uncle Frank's gift. And it's the bread maker that he was given at his wedding by Luke Wilson, who's also sitting there. The look on Vince Vaughn's face, that should have won him an Academy Award for acting. That look was so... Pro- I, I try to give that look as much as possible when people say dumb things to me. Because the, the, the look is so phenomenal. And that's the look that I would be giving my lawyer if he talked about how he released this on Facebook. It's in my story section. I will say this. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to go out there and throw this out there. Look. So Deshaun Watson's getting a massage. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't go too far. I don't know. I wasn't there. In America, you're innocent until proven guilty unless you're famous. And then you have to prove yourself innocent. You're not necessarily guilty, but you are. Maybe a girl who's living hand to mouth, doing as many massages as she can. And maybe let's say this is a dump it up massage place too. It's a real massage place. No happy endings. Maybe he wanted a happy ending. Maybe he didn't. Maybe it was easy for her to say that he was to do this. They're going to sue him for a lot of money. So I'm betting that this masseuse found this fucking lawyer on the marketplace on Facebook. 
That's where I'm betting. And he wants to keep it real. He wants to, you know, he, he wants to give props back to Facebook for, for propping up his business. So he's going to release this lawsuit on their podium. The fuck? You've got to be kidding me. There can't be that. I, I mean, honestly, there's, there's, there's levels of stupidity and there's levels of fucking really, really stupid people. Uh, it's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Spring training's happening right now. My favorite time of year, even though I know this year is going to be a terrible, terrible year, the Texas Rangers are going to suck. But opening day is April 5th. It, that, that's opening home game. It opens up, I believe, either Thursday or Friday before. So April is the uh, 4th, 3rd, 2nd. It's either April 1st or April 2nd that the season actually does kick off. April 5th is the first uh at home game for the Rangers. Now, here's a look at Major League Baseball and what teams will and will not have fans on opening day and what the uh, numbers are going to be like. So, uh, we'll start in Arizona since that's first. Arizona, they need, to, they need to update that A logo. That A logo would look a lot better if it didn't have snake fangs in it. Um, they are open on opening day, thank God. 12,000 people, 25% capacity. Okay, it's a start. Uh, Atlanta. Opening day. Uh, by the way, their home opener in Arizona is April 9th. The Braves also April 9th. Against the Phillies. Uh, they don't know. They're saying most likely yes. But uh, we don't know yet how many. Orioles, uh, April 8th, yes, 12,000 people, 25% capacity. The Red Sox are going to open with fans, but only 4,500 because the Northeast is a bunch of pussies. So is Chicago. The Cubs are opening with 20% capacity. Lame. Cincinnati Reds have 30% capacity opening day against the Cardinals. Cleveland, 30%. Colorado, 42%. The Detroit Tigers are only going to let 1,000 people in. Astros haven't said anything because they're a bunch of fucking cheaters. The Royals, who open against my beloved Rangers in Kansas City, April 1st, Kauffman Stadium. 10,000 fans are going to be let in. L.A. Angels, they, they're saying likely. Dodgers, likely. All at about 20%. Miami, they're only allowing 9,200 9, people there. Not that 9,200 people would ever go there. That's pretty good. 25% uh, Milwaukee. Man, everybody's being a bunch of pussies. Why don't we get to a team that doesn't give a shit? Let's see. Uh, 
San Diego, no. San Francisco, 20%. Seattle, 20%. St. Louis, 32%. The Texas Rangers, baby. Home opener April 5th against the Toronto Blue Jays. Are fans allowed on opening day? Yes, how many? 100 motherfucking percent. Correct the mundo. Woo! I cannot wait. We will require all those that enter Globe Life Field to wear a mask or face covering. And we are working with Major League Baseball on additional protocols required for players' health and safety. I don't give a fuck. I am going to open in day. That's all I care about. That's all. That's it. Nada. All right. Oh, there's Barted. Okay, I gotta, I gotta put that in tomorrow. Old gal just fucking farting and burping at the same time. That's so fantastic on so many levels. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's see. Okay, we can delete all those. Yeah. All right, now we're going to take a break here. Oh, wait, we got break news. What's the breaking news? Breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh, Braddy Kid says there will be no Dodger repeat this year since they have to play. A whole season. All right, there you go. Seven seven five three five seven fans the number Arnie Radio One at gmail.com.
definition and no personality It's just a need to arms and an attitude And everybody sing with me Come on, y'all Spark! Hallelujah And Having a great morning so far. Uh, 
Dave, shut your mouth. Why was Brady talking about that? No, no. Talking about the Dodgers not repeating this year. I don't know. In spring training, everybody has a chance now. Except the Rangers. The Rangers suck. Yeah, the Rangers are not going to be good this year. So I have to find other things that make me happy, make me reminisce. I came across this story, and it was a, a story that was written after a bunch of Reddit posters decided they wanted to chime in on things they look back on. Mainly, their toys when they grew up. I mean, think about growing up. We, we had great toys growing up. But this was about how toys of when we were a kid would be considered far too dangerous for, for, for kids of today. And I thought to myself, what did we play with that was more dangerous than the World Wide Web? I mean, there's not much more out there that's more dangerous than the web. But okay, I- I'll play along. Uh, Dilbo Dagan says, I remember when toys were affordable. Amen to that. Now, the first thing they bring up was one that we did have. We own this in our house. We didn't play it because my dad told me it was against the law. And that was lawn darts. Anybody play lawn darts? Now, this is not my top ten. Because we are going to do a top ten. Top ten greatest toys we had growing up. But the, the first one that they talked about were lawn darts. Lawn darts were these these metal prongs that were shaped in a way to kind of, you, you throw them. It was kind of like cornhole before cornhole. But no matter what, you would always end up doing this at least once, taking one of those daggers and just throwing it straight up in the air to watch it come down. You know how many kids got impaled by those fucking things? You know how many parents got impaled by those things? They stopped selling them in stores for a while. But yeah, my dad had a set of lawn darts. Those were pretty fucking cool. They, they were arrows. That, that's exactly what they are. They're just arrows with metal spikes. Uh, let's see, this one guy says, we would use M-80s to blow stuff up, like sending garbage cans into the air, blowing street signs off their post. They were really a lot of fun for us early teenage boys. Mm. I play with fireworks. Never lost a finger, knock on wood. My dad would never, ever let me ever have Roman candles because he knows I probably would have aimed at him. And shot him with at least one Roman candle. I would have learned my lesson after doing it one time, though. It would it would taken that one time ass whooping. My dad didn't even want to give it to me one time, so he outlawed that. Bottle rockets, no problem. Firecrackers, great. Don't waste your money on those big, big explosive ones. Okay, just get you know get the ones that are allowed. I played with fireworks growing up my whole life. Fireworks are great. M-80s. We had M-80s. Like that, put it in a bottle, throw it in the lake, watch all the fish come up. That's a cheap way to fish. No, I'm sorry, and illegal. 
let me throw that one in there too. Quite illegal to do that. They say chemistry sets were a big, uh, a big cause of concern. And not in my house because my parents knew I never wanted a fucking chemistry set. There would have been a worry. What is Arnie making? Mm-hmm. One person wrote, my dentist used to give me vials of mercury to bring to school for show and tell. Somehow somebody owned a rock collection that included a chunk of asbestos. God damn. That's funny. Mm. Is a piece of dry ice and water in a soda bottle considered a toy? Sure. Well, they're, they're considering the old hot metal slide. You remember that as a kid? You remember going down the slide? Oh, you never ride that. You never go down the slide in the summertime. You never go down the slide. Or at least not the first one. Hopefully there's a line full of kids that fucking cool that off for you. Cap guns were awesome. I used to play with realistic-looking toy guns, but I am white, so I didn't have much to worry about. Very true. Uh, but, yeah, fucking Jungle Gems. Why do you ever think Jungle Gems were a good thing for kids? How many broken arms were the direct result of a Jungle Gym incident? Think about it. Think about all the kids that get kicked right in the mouth on that fucking, you know, on that one that bars where you climb the bars to go across. Them kids swinging in the air with their feet going everywhere. You know some kid got kicked in the mouth and lost a permanent tooth. The playground was a place of terror. It would be for kids today. Could you imagine a kid from today going back in time? And trying to figure out tetherball? Four square wall ball? Super wall ball or boy wall ball? You don't know what that is. So what what boy wall ball is this? So you got two, three, four people, right? And you're throwing a tennis ball against a dry, a, a wall, usually a driveway. And if it bounces to you and you don't catch it, you have to run to the wall and touch the wall. In the meantime, whoever's around you can pick up said ball and chuck it at you as hard as they want to. Uh... My daughter played tetherball. We once had it uh, in our backyard, too. Super soaker backpack. I used to play chicken on the monkey bars. Uh, dodgeball was dangerous. Dodgeball was awesome. Smear the queer, awesome. I don't know what butts up is. I have no idea what that is. That's some progressive game in California. 
We called that butt ball. Oh, yeah, you get fucking nailed with balls. And if you're playing with, like, a hard rubber ball that's really bouncy, not the size of a baseball, and you don't catch it, ball ball was the shit. Remember that, the, the, the merry-go-round of death? We'd spin that thing so flashy full of kids, you could lose a limb, if anything. Oh, goddamn. Yes. The, the, the fucking wheel that you would spin as kids. That thing would get going, man. People would have that thing going. Kids are jumping off there. <laughs> we couldn't find a red ball that day, so we played dodgeball with volleyballs. So many broken fingers and black eyes that day. But that game became legend in our school. Oh, wall ball with a blue ball. Okay, that's butt, butts up. Okay. I mean, that was that was fun growing up. Kids don't do that shit today. They don't play smear the queer. That would be a hate crime today. If a kid yelled, all right, smear the queer, when he throws the ball up in the air, because that's the way that game worked. Usually you had an old shitty Nerf football that had, you know, patches out of it. Ain't nobody had a Nerf football that lasted more than a year without you pulling some of the spongy shit out. Don't you even try to lie to me, motherfuckers. But you'd usually play it with that one that was water-soaked. Remember when your nerfs would get wet and they would weigh like 10 pounds? You'd still fucking go out there and chuck them things around. You didn't care about rotator cuffs back then. You'd throw that ball in the air, and if you were in a mood, you would throw it towards that one kid that you know you just wanted to fucking lay the shit out of? You wanted to fucking put that person on blast? Dodgeball gets picked on too much for being a game about singling out kids. No other game than Smear the Queer singled kids out more than that one. You would never throw it to the big guy or to the fast kids. Uh, Cherry bombs on the pull-up bar. We got in trouble for doing them, and eventually they took the bars out of play. Uh, In fourth grade, I was playing tetherball, and that thing got slung right around my face and broke a tooth. Uh, wait, you got, you played smear the queer with a ball? The way we did it was like tackle, tag, no ball. No, no, we had a ball. The queer was the person with the ball. All right, so there you go. I got, I got to send a text real quick. I'll explain more later. Cops and robbers with my brothers and sisters was the best. Oh, fucking playing war. Drive you, you would drive the parents fucking crazy when you play war. 
If you didn't have a, if you didn't have like one of those cool like sounding machine guns, remember them? Remember how cool they were? They sounded great. If you didn't have one of them, and you were relying on pow, pow, bang, got you, got you, I got you first. No, you didn't. I was talking behind this car. I got a grenade launcher. War was the most fucking annoying game ever for parents. Parents hated war. Not because it reminded them of grisly scenes from their their yesteryear. Because it was too goddamn loud. So now that we've seen all this, about these toys that would be far too dangerous for today's snowflakes, how about we do a top ten of our top ten greatest toys ever growing up? Zach sent his in. I'll read his here. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Zach has lawn darts, BB gun, Ninja Turtles, the He-Man set with Castle Grayskull, Super Soaker, Nintendo, Nunchucks to hit my brother, Fireworks, Baseball, and my bike. Okay, those are all good. Oh, those are all those are all fine. I got you. No, you didn't, motherfucker. I had a shield on it. Exactly. Yeah, oh, that was the best. That was the best. All right, my number 10. Now, you guys are going to make fun of me, and you guys can make fun of me for this, but my number 10 on toy on my list because between, like, I guess five and eight, every Sunday night, my dad and I would do a light bright. Light bright was the shit. Get them different colored pegs. You put them in there. You build the different things, and dad and I would work on one of those uh, on, on Sunday. Sunday in the afternoon, and that'd be like my nightlight at night. So there you go. Number 10, light bright. Uh, Christopher, number 10, BB gun. Number nine, stretch Armstrong. Oh, I don't have stretch on that. I didn't, I didn't like stretch. I, I'll get in my stretch. Why? Number eight, super soaker. Number seven, big Tonka dump truck. Thundercats, Power Rangers, action figures and ships, Star Wars, Ninja Turtles. My Nintendo, still have it. And number one, Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what? I got to take Tonka off my list. I got to replace Tonka at number five. Okay. I, I haven't gotten into my list yet, but uh, I got I got to replace him with one because I always had him. Uh, all right. My number 10, or I did. Number nine was the first Atari. Look, I love Nintendo and, and, and Sega, and those, those were all fun game systems. They were. They were a lot of fun to play. I, I enjoyed them. But nothing will ever take me back to the time of hooking up the Atari to the TV. You got to switch the thing in the back, show that you're playing, you're in game mode now. The graphics sucked. We didn't give a shit. We had the first video games that weren't Pong. And progressively, they got a little bit better. The Activision games were awesome. Pitfall, Kaboom, uh, original Atari, the 2600, awesome. Sassy Pammy says, I couldn't have a Stretch Armstrong. I always wanted to bite it. I ruined several. I'll get to my Stretch Armstrong. 
I had to put him on my list. Number eight is the Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a Rubik's Cube, and at first I didn't realize it was all about math. So I would change the stickers off, or I would file down the end of one. I knew how to pop them off, and I could replace it with all the right ones. And then I figured it out. But I always had a Rubik's Cube. I always wanted to figure it out. And then I figured it out. Andrew has number 10, a football. Number 9, a baseball. See, I don't have any sporting goods, I don't think, in mine. No, I, I don't. And it, that's fine with you. I, I didn't. I considered that different. But that's just me. Uh, Nintendo NES, Nerf guns, a bike, three-wheeler ATV, death machine, horseshoes, water balloons, Oh, the havoc I caused. Red Rider BB gun and 80s Transformers. Okay. I'll tell you, we had a toy that wasn't even a toy growing up. I had this old lady. And I don't even think she was alive that lived in this house. I think somebody just took care of the house because it was a good piece of property. It had a peach tree. They never picked the peaches. This peach tree grew and grew all the time, right? We would go over there when the peaches were just growing, weren't even close to being ready, when they were at their hardest, and we would have peach tree fights. Those things fucking sucked. Voltron was the best lion robots that turned into super robot. Came with a big-ass sword that cuts monsters in half. Toy was metal, metal, so it was durable. Scott has STP cars, Atari, Stretch Armstrong, Legos, Hot Wheels set, Slot cars and track, Transformers, Nintendo, Star Wars toys, and number one, G.I. Joe. Good call. Good list. Uh, number seven's toy gun. Every boy had a toy gun. At least one. You had at least one toy. You have to have a toy gun if you're a boy. Did the same with my apricot tree. Yeah, oh, yeah. And those things fucking hurt. Those things hurt like a motherfucker. Number six on my list is Hot Wheels. Now, I wasn't the world's biggest Hot Wheels, guys. I had mine. Of course, I'm going to have the General Lee and the fucking Bandit car. I mean, you don't even call it collection if you don't have those two. If you don't have those two, it, you don't have a collection. I don't care if you got Knight Rider and you got fucking, uh, you, you, you got Boss Hogs Cadillac. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Your collection consists of two cars, a Trans Am and a Dodge Charger. That's it. Number five is Stretch Armstrong. Now, I got Stretch Armstrong for three years in a row. Once, the first time I got him because it was Stretch Armstrong and it was cool. Somehow, Stretch got lost. So, next Christmas, guess what Arnie got? Stretch Armstrong. Arnie didn't want Stretch Armstrong now. So Stretch Armstrong, you got to break him in. It's tough to pull his ass apart. It's like doing fucking workouts. So I kind of got sick of him. So I said, you know what? Let's see what's inside old Stretch Armstrong. Let's cut that motherfucker up. Yeah, yeah, mom and dad not too happy about that. So that Christmas, I also got a Stretch Armstrong. Three Christmases, three Stretch Armstrongs. I cut that motherfucker up, too. No more Stretch Armstrongs. He was a cool toy, though. 
All right, number three, everything G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is the shit. The action figures that you could turn into wrestlers, that shit was awesome. That's, that's what we did. Put, the re- put them in wrestling matches against one another. All the fucking bases and tanks and shit, those things were awesome. G.I. Joe was the shit. I'll just tell you that right now. But my, my, my top three, though, ain't, it ain't nothing getting in these three. I'm just telling you that right now. My number three, and I'm, I, I am shocked. I am shocked at you, ass family, that you don't have this on there. Maybe you're not old enough. The old Nerf kicker. Do you remember that? Do you remember the Nerf kicker? The guy whose head you had a slam and his leg kicked up and he kicked field goals? I would play with that thing for hours. Hours. I, I, w- I was making field goals that were the length of the living room. That's like a 200-yard field goal. And then they came out with the guy that shot the hoops. He had his arm, and he, and he cradled, and he shut. Now, I didn't like that one as much. That one was a lot harder. I just got to kick a field goal in one situation. Now I got to make a basket. Kale says, no particular order. Power Rangers, Nintendo, Nintendo 64, bike BB gun, Super Soaker, Nerf guns, Lego Hot Wheels, Micro Machines, and finally, my number one, my wiener. Yeah, okay. All right. That's every boy's favorite toy. I mean, I, I was going over a top ten minus number one, obviously. None of y'all had the kicker? Oh, the Nerf kicker guy was awesome. That thing, it came in a big-ass box. You had to assemble the field goal-like thing, the crossbars. And you get to put stickers on him. You get to put his face on him. And you just slam that motherfucker's head. I think I was trying to go for, like, like, like a down-the-hallway field goal, and I ended up busting his head. My number two, Christopher, I thought you might have had this on yours. We had this this group of toys that came out, and, and when they first came out, they were like, like two and a half feet tall, maybe three feet tall. And then they came out with small metal versions of it that was even cooler, but they were simply known as the Shogun Warriors. One dude's arm shot off like a gun. Another guy, like, threw axes and shit. Like, there are three of them. And, like, Godzilla came out to take on the Shogun Warriors, and even the Shogun Warriors were too tough. Shogun Warriors were the shit. They were badass. Now, they were expensive because they were from Japan. So the only way I ever got one of those, and I got one, but he's missing, like, some swords and stuff. I got the cool guy whose arm blew off. I got him at a garage sale as a kid. That is the worst form of toy to get. A a fucking garage sale toy. But I tell you what, man, looking back on it, I was very happy that day. But I wanted the Shogun Warriors. They were fucking awesome. Uh, Those Shoguns were the shit. Yeah, they were. 
I'm an NES and looking to buy another N64, have real guns, and now have a bike, Legos, Hot Wheels, and play with my favorite wiener at least every week. Okay. My number one, and it's been re-released. I haven't gotten one. I do want one. It is the Evil Knievel wind-up doll. The Evil Knievel, I, I, I saw a thing on TikTok the other day of it doing like four jumps and then a mega jump. If they figured out the problem of it always tipping over and now it lands jumps that it does fucking hoop de hoops in. Oh, easily the Evil Knievel toy was the greatest toy ever as a child. You'd wind that thing up, your arm, as a kid, that's why you could throw all day because you were warming that thing up. It wasn't until like 11 or 12 that you realized the real way to start strengthening up your arm. At least one of them. That goddamn Evil Knievel toy, man. Oh, that thing was cool. Oh, if I could get one of those right now just to terrorize Bubba, that's all I want. It'd be fantastic. All right, last 45 minutes or so of the show coming up next. 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. We'll play uh, this right shot.
Radio.com. Ready. Get set. Go. The Artie State Show. Right now. Now. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Uh, don't buy the Evil Knievel from Facebook. I've heard a lot of people get, got ripped off. Buy it at Amazon. 45 bucks. Okay. Check that out. That would kick ass. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Today is uh, the show's Friday. Uh, as you, I, I said earlier, I got a head's not in the best space right now. I mean, nothing horrible. It's just dealing with what yesterday was. Being my dad's anniversary. It's just a little tougher on me right now, so I'll get through it and uh, be back on Monday. Uh, but we will end the show today uh, with one of our favorite things right here. And now, and now it's, it's time, time for the for World, World News, News. Daily, Daily Report. Man, we got some good ones today. All right. Uh, Dateline happens to be New York City. New York City! That is exactly what I said, yes. This is about 23-year-old David Taylor. He's a young man who was looking to become an entrepreneur, if you will, and made over a half a million dollars selling selling his own semen as a skincare product for three years. It all started after he read an article about semen being good for skin. And you could use it to treat different types of skin conditions like acne. And at the time, he was in a financial mess. He was also addicted to masturbation and running out of socks to come in. He ended up shooting it into mayo bottles and then storing it in the fridge. Now, why? Why would you do that? Until he found the perfect mixture to help preserve the properties for semen for a longer shelf life. Dave believed that people would love his product. And he prepared for the demand by having six months worth of frozen semen after the demand went crazy. Ah, oh, remember that. It is still half half birthday. I mean, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. His world came all tumbling down when a herpes infection ruined his business after three clients complained of getting herpes on the face. That's never good. That is never good. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, let's see. Uh, How about we read this story here? Ah, Dateline. Oh, Quebec. Ha-ha, where they speak the French. Ha-ha, we are in Canada, but our national language is Francais. Ah, parlez-vous Francais? Ah, oui. Would you like a cigarette? Oh, how about some French fried potatoes? Yummy, yummy. Uh, 32-year-old husband has been acquitted of murder after his lawyers proved that the death of his 26-year-old wife was from sweet, tender lovemaking. Yeah, baby. You see, the court learned that the young wife had an unusual fetish. 
She asked her husband to choke her so she can have a near-death orgasm. The husband also revealed that his young wife had passed out during these dangerous orgasms. Just stop it. Just stop. On that fateful day, however, things did not go the way they'd hoped. They were choking each other. And both passed out simultaneously. He woke up next to her who had passed out unresponsive. I guess he held on a little bit too long. Oh, so romantic. He loved her to death. Very good, very good. Ladies. Ladies, let, let me let you in on a little safety tip. Come real close. Never, ever tell the guy that you want to be choked. Don't, don't do that. Especially if you end up married to him. Just telling you right now. Well, your honor. Your honor. She was telling me to choke her harder. She called me a pussy. I don't know. What else am I supposed to do? That's pretty fantastic. Uh, wow, the insurance company's not happy. We're going to pay out a million dollars to a murderer. This is not justice at all. It's obviously he killed her for the insurance money. Fetish my ass. That man is a murderer. I'd be saying the same thing if I was a fucking insurance company that had to pay out a million dollars. Oh, well. <laughs> Too bad for you. Uh, remember, next week, we have the first official press conference next week of Joe Biden. This weekend, this, this four days I take off, I will work on my Biden bingo. All right, let's see. Um... Let's read this one. Now, let's say, I don't know, you've lost a bet and you have to go to Africa. Okay? If a certain type of African scorpion stings you on the butt or breasts, you will swell up. There's a 90% chance you'll completely heal. And the area that's swollen will become healthy fats. The phenomenon is most likely to happen on the butt cheeks than anywhere else. So if, if this story is true, this is what's going to end up happening. Dumb fucks from around the entire universe will be making a trek. Because I, I, I see a picture of the big ass. Many of these dumb fucks will be taking a trek to Africa to find said fucking scorpion. And let the scorpion sting it in the hindquarters. Because it's like getting a butt job. One sting on each butt cheek, and they would be use, uh, they would use salt water to massage the area until it heals. First white settlers caught wind of the tradition and tried to induce it to Europe. There was a time where collecting the venom from scorpions was a good-paying job. Until the royals banned the venom trade after men attempted to use it on their penises and ended up with massive penises. Lost or useless penises, or even worse, dead. 
Yeah, you see, you take this native tribe. They learned it from 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 the first guy, Umbatu. Umbatu, he was sitting there. He's like, man, if this perks up the ass, oh, imagine what it'll do to the dick. He died, and they're like, yep, we ain't gonna fuck with that shit no more. I can't wait to see one of these people on botched. Translator. Well, my girlfriend, she just moved into this apartment complex. Uh-huh. And they were doing uh, scorpion uh, stings, so I got one in each butt cheek. Oh, and in my face. I mean, seriously. You're going to believe a story that the scorpion can give you bigger boobs? Seriously. Jesus Christ. Oh, whoops. That wasn't supposed to happen. That was not supposed to happen. Yeah, partner. Okay, so I've done uh, this one. Did that one. Did that one. All right, two more to go here. And then our final story of the day. Uh, Dateline, uh, Nigeria. Nigerian authorities rescued 115 mothers in 60 miles southeast of Abuja whose breast milk was being harvested every day and then turned into different dairy products like cheese, butter, and, of course, fresh milk. Come on. No, no, I do not want breast milk in my ice cream. I don't want breast milk cheese. Some of the girls were as young as 16, the oldest being 22. The girls had been raped and impregnated. After they give birth, they're milked by, like, cows every day, and their milk was processed using some of the latest technology in the dairy industry. Oh, so Big Dairy is behind all this? Big Dairy. You don't want breast milk, Gouda cheese? No, I don't. This just—it does not sound right. Uh, you making cheese night, hunt? Well, let me let me give a pull real quick. Nope, that nope. <laughs> the kegs are empty. Top off my coffee a bit. How could you do that? That's just gross. And then sell it to people? I mean, for real. You're selling it to people, yo. Uh, all right. Final story from the, from this uh, wonderful segment. Uh, oh, I didn't even, I didn't, I, I have let you guys down. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it. I have not done this yet all day. I suck at my job. Sorry about that, everybody. Let me let me do it for the final one. And now, and now, and now our final our headline, final headline, headline, headline from the world, from the world, news, world news. news. Daily, daily, daily. daily report, 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 report. God damn it, man! Oh man, that's me slacking. Dateline, wee oui, wee, oui, Paris, France. A team of French doctors and scientists worked with another progressive group of researchers for a 10-year study about the male ejaculation. Well, hello there.
Air Doctor. Indeed. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Lack thereof, uh, its effect on men's rational decision-making, concluding that ejaculation is essentially for better decision-making. The study followed over 2,000 men across Europe from all walks of life. Doctors, lawyers, college students, single and married. It's hard to think that ejaculation has any effect on your mind, but the study found out quite the opposite. Even a soccer player is more likely to make a decision that led to a more team goals if he had released himself before the big match. Well, yeah, and tired his ass out. Coach ain't going to want to see that. By the way, none of the teammates are going to see that. Jim, what are you doing over there in your locker? Men who had released are also 90% less likely to get into an argument or a fight. They make better decisions and barely ever say they regretted doing something. On the other hand, the non-releaser uh, act or on impulse, they would say things they didn't mean and put their lives and jobs in jeopardy. Well, I could have told you this without having to study all them people. Yes, men do make the best decisions after they ejaculate. Usually because the men fucking leave. <laughs> Bye. Or we roll over and go to sleep. Best decision, because you know nothing good can happen after that, Jay. This is why. Let me tell you something. This is why men fall asleep after ejaculation. Nothing good can happen after that. That's the best thing that could happen all day. You know the next thing that happens after that is going to be rotten. It's going to be fucking shitty. It's going to piss you off, and you're not going to be able to sleep. And all starts with, did you talking? No, 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 we, we, we did it. I ejaculated. Nothing else. I'm done. I'm making a decision to go to sleep. It's the best decision I've made all day. Gail says, I can attest to this. DL says, always busting up before a big decision. I've been studying that myself for about 25 years. Yeah, best decision is you go to your own bed and sleep. Besides the sandwich? Yeah, well, I mean, you need the sandwich to replace, like, electrolytes and things like that. Bologna is high in electrolytes. If you didn't know that, look that up. That's a true story. Uh, All right. Okay. Where did that story go now? God dang it. I keep losing everything. All right. You guys ready for I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't know if you guys are adults enough for this. We'll, we'll see. You guys adults? Okay. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. Dear God in heaven, a 47-year-old Florida man was recently arrested. Uh, Eric Detige was laying on his back in front of a townhouse in Oldsmar near Tampa. 
Now, that's kind of weird that he's laying down in front of a townhouse. Well, let me make it a little weirder for you. He's lying down in front of this townhouse, and he doesn't have pants on. Okay, you're starting to pick up what I'm putting down? Okay. Now, if that's not weird enough for you, he's laying down in front of a townhouse without any pants on, and he has a giant pickle in his left hand. Now, I don't know how, how, how much clearer I can, I can paint this picture for. There's a guy laying all but naked in front of somebody's house, right there in the middle of the street, Naked and got a pickle in his hand. Now, you're probably saying, well, wait a second. What's he doing with the pickle? I'm glad you asked. He actually told the police that he was using the pickle to penetrate his rectum. Rectum damn near killed him. Wrecked him. Could have arrested him. Wrecked him. Hardly knew him. Yes, he was penetrating his ass while masturbating. He was arrested on misdemeanor exposure of sexual organs. He's being held in the Pinellas County Jail in lieu of a $150 bond. The good old hide the pickle (laughs) trick. Oh, my God. He's jamming the pickle in his ass? There's a lot of movement going on in that area. Man, he's got, you know, I got to give him, he's got a lot of core strength. If you think about it. I mean, because if he's laying there, he's got to insert the pickle. And be doing the old hoopity hoopty on himself. Got to prop himself up somehow. Jesus Christ. I can't believe his bond is only $150. It only costs you $150 to get, get kicked out of jail for fucking yourself with a pickle in the middle of the street? My damn Florida is sounding fucking good. Uh, bet drugs were not involved either. No, no. Uh, uh, let's see. He has prior convictions for theft, disorderly conduct, resisting police, criminal mischief. He has tattooed on his arm, only God can judge me. Yeah, God's not doing a lot of bragging right now on you there, pal. The last line of this is gold. There is no indication in court records that the pickle was seized as evidence. <laughs> do, do you think he, he like, like if, this, if this is his standard way of doing the old self hoop to hoo then you know it's not the, I mean, look. 
You ain't going to try something out on the middle of the street that you ain't tried before in your house. Just ain't. So he's done this pickle thing before, right? I'm, I'm just going to ask you right now. Does he eat the pickle? Does he eat the pickle when he's done? I'm with you. Yeah. So his dad said he ate the evidence. Tim in Grass Valley says 100%. Uh, he gave it to his dog. Stackar uh, already clarified that. He does. Of course, chocolate-covered pickles are awesome. Oh, Jesus, Stackar. Come on now. Untold cops prove it. That pickle started as a cucumber. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Ooh, I'm going to take this one out tonight. Tonight's your lucky night, boys. It's like that episode of Family Guy. When she grabbed the pack of Oscar Mayer wieners and said, hello to the New York Knicks. That was one of the grossest things that's ever happened on Family Guy and one of the funniest. Because we all knew that Meg was going to insert all those hot dogs into her vagina. <laughs> Every grocery store in town has a picture. To, Do not sell pickles to this man. He's, he's a pickle toucher. Oh, God. All right. That does it for me today. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, taking the next couple of days off to uh, kind of get my head re-cleared. Uh, it's all good. Just need a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> LOL. And Arnie, for, hot, for date night, you get the hot pickle. That's fucking horrible. That is so bad. Uh, we'll be back Monday, and uh, I will have the... Uh, the board's all ready to go. See if I can put them on one of my social media plays where you guys can play along at night for Biden bingo. Uh, please remember uh, to enjoy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy it as much as you possibly can. If you need a ride, get an Uber, get a Lyft. There's lots of places that are probably giving free rides out. I'd say take one of those. Take that. Get get you Have fun tonight. And remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. So until Monday, y'all have a fantastic weekend. And uh, adios, everybody. I was there in my trailer Down at the job site The day that this stranger walked in his face looked so sad and he carried a set of blueprints And as I unrolled them, the first thing I noticed Well, there were no doors in the plans He said, if you build this for me Then when she comes back, she'll never 
be able to leave me again I said if I did she ever came back friend tell me how would she get in it would just be a prison that I locked you in if you couldn't That I know for sure It's that you can't make a woman Feel something she don't And you can't build a house with no doors For a while he was quiet I could tell he was thinking Thought I'd just ruin his day I just couldn't bear to see This man's last hope slip away So I thought real fast And I started talking Said, buddy, we've tried this before And if there ain't one, she'll make one Either way she'll run and leave you with a hole for a door I said if I did she ever came back friend tell me how would she get in it would just be a prison that I That you can't make a woman feel something she don't And you can't build a house with no doors No, you can't make a woman feel something she don't And you can't build a house with no doors Radio.com. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.